0: hi i'm trinity wheeler and i'm alan shaw and this is rhapsody radio
1: welcome back hey everyone hey. episode eight can you believe that that's, that's amazing it's, it's yeah it's, it's been fine so by, for sure it is
2: it's yeah. been what alan
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's been a journey. Let's just put it that yeah. way. It's been a journey. How's everybody's weeks, Mary Beth? How how was it?
2: Oh my god. Stiletto sprint, my friend. As per <laughs> usual. Yeah? Yeah. Staying on top of it? Never. Never? <laughs> <laughs> no. This uh. is this is a house of cards held together with bubblegum and paper clips. Yeah, but y'all. you look
1: really good in those stilettos, I Thanks. just have to say. Yeah, <laughs> That's all I got. Absolutely. Yeah. And welcome back, Miss Bellini. You were Thank away the you. last episode.
2: I
3: was. But yeah. you feeling I don't know better? If I would say away as much as I was. Confined to a chair. Yeah, <laughs> we got,
1: we yeah got it got was
2: involuntary. <laughs> right, right. But you're
1: already back at it. You're like kicking ass in the I gym. Am.
2: I am. That's yep. awesome. Running circles around the rest of us. All right, <laughs> I try. I'm trying. You know. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we had a crazy week. I've been like everywhere. I've been like back and forth from New York a lot for work.
2: I feel like I haven't seen you in I know, days. I know.
1: I like I'm I like, I'm like the either. king. <laughs> I'm the yeah. king of the day trip. You know, I do like the 6am out of Charleston. I do my meeting midday. Then I come back at night. And it's like, it's so funny on that. It's a Delta flight that goes like, every day. And it's like the same people all the time. So I like know the people. Sweet that, you, know. that. Posse, I'm yeah. you have a Delta yeah.
2: posse now.
0: We actually have timed out to where I can we can leave downtown and he can be sitting in his seat in the airplane in ten minutes. Like it is super quick. We can get through. He can get through TSA everything and be sitting in his seat in like ten minutes. Wow, it's amazing. We
1: cut it it very very close, but it's good. So on Wednesday night, um, (coughs) not to distract back to Disney, but we have we have. um,
2: (laughs) That's going to be a the common theme. They need We're to back. endorse us at this time. Oh, they will. I know. Will I know. Yeah, are you they working will. on that package? I, I, I'm working. Okay.
1: I'm working on it. So we have a member at the gym. This may this, <laughs> this story may actually turn it, so I don't... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they may not, <laughs> they may, not they may not. want to endorse okay. us after this. Okay. But on Wednesday night... Um, in in a very Charleston way, there's a Mexican restaurant in town called El Jefe that at nighttime it becomes a nightclub and then uh-huh. occasionally they have drag shows at night. Club Jefe. Yes, yes.
0: yes. Club Jefe. A lot of our um, <laughs> members at the gym love to go there and dance the night away. That's they what do. They
2: yeah. do. They're so, cooler than I am. Yes. Have you ever been? I've never, never been.
0: I've okay. had tacos there.
2: <laughs> it's but. like
1: nachos and drag queens. I mean, how, how could you go Perfect. wrong? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but we, we have a member at the gym that's a really, really well known drag queen here in town named Venus Alexander. And she invited us out to the show. And we went. It was Disney themed. And so she was Ariel. And there were all kinds of, of Disney characters and Disney music and I everything. I know. I was it was just, a lot of fun. Where but, was I? But, okay. So I, if. Everybody knows me or people
0: that know me know Everyone that I'm literally, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> it's the, I'm a 70 year old man <laughs> that rarely goes out just because of my schedule. And then also like, if I have a shot of whatever, it's going to take me at least three or four days to, yeah. recover, to recover from that. Recover, yeah. The
1: recovery is no longer,
0: it's right. short. no longer there. Mm. Yeah. Um, so cool. and so this is 30. Venus, <laughs> well, yeah,
3: I was just going to say, wait a second. Is this the handstand video I oh, saw? Oh,
0: okay, yeah, okay. Okay, so, yeah. So, yes. Yes. okay, okay. So, so we walk into the we walk into the restaurant and Venus is she immediately sees us and comes running over and she's like, "We're doing shots." And I was like, "Oh God, this is how this night's gonna go." <laughs> so we went over, we did some horrible shot at the bar. Uh, it's tasted like. Ordered, math to to ordered a plate of nachos. Ordered a plate of nachos because that's Trinity and I were starving, um, so we
1: were crushing nachos yeah. and having like tequila shots. Yeah. And the show begins. We're watching. It's like, and then she. Goes goes, my coaches are here from Rhapsody, and uh, come and on up here. Like, oh, shit. Oh, and we like, I was three shots in. <laughs> and we're and like, this is not this good is not <laughs> <gonna> <laughs> go well." No. And so we like go up there on the stage, and she's like, great, we're going to do a workout. And I'm like, no, we're not. <laughs> she goes, you make me do burpees and box jumps all the time. Now I'm going to make them do it. And you're in the spotlight Man. and the lights. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. And so she's like, it's 30 push-ups, 30 <gasps> sit-ups, and a 50-foot handstand walk. So plate of nachos crushed. Yeah. Tequila shots crushed. Yeah. It was not. I'm feeling myself. Alan was killing it though. Alan Uh, Alan killed it. I blew up immediately.
0: (laughs) I was like, okay, I've, I've, uh, I. This is my time to shine. I know. I have some things working against against me. The notches are coming up. Yes. Literally, when I kicked upside down for the
1: handstand walk, I was like. I'm going to throw up right now. It's <laughs> not I happening. was trying
0: every bit of ounce to not fall into one of those tables. I uh, mean, it makes okay. sense
3: now because of having watched the videos oh, Why Trinity was my... sitting up there and you're already doing the handstand. <laughs> yes, I was long. like, <laughs> I
2: am
1: not going to throw up in front of all these people.
2: So uh, is the moral of the story that tequila makes you handstand? What yeah. are we?
0: Absolutely. So okay. we're going to have shots at Rhapsody CrossFit before we do handstands yes. and yeah, see what Perfect. happens. That is the way. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and this week is Charleston Pride. So happy Charleston Pride, everybody. Oh, we have the, we to the gym. It's yeah. going to be great. Um, so enjoy Pride. Enjoy the festival and the parade. Um, also, we're on sale for Charleston food and wine, wine and food. How amazing it's wine is and that? Food. Wine, and, wine food. and food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's on sale now for uh the Bohemian Rhapsody event in I'm March. So
0: it's going to be awesome. It's going to be such a blast. Get
1: your tickets at charlestonwineandfood.com.
0: Yeah.
1: It's going to be awesome. Hey, on today's show, well, brace yourself. <laughs> I've been I've been waiting for this one because this was like the first person we met when we came down on our scouting trip to like Charleston. Like, actually, the first person we met. Like, yes. we were out on, at a, at a mean, bar. and this is
2: a strong start to Charleston. It is a very yes. strong start. Yeah. And yeah. I was
1: like, oh, is everyone like Power this? Power house. Yeah. Yes. So Sam Griffin is on today. He is the founder of Griffin & Company. He is a creative coach, brand strategist, and content producer We'll know. Figure out what that means in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but he's also a real good time, and he loves fitness. Yeah, and he has
3: a pretty, pretty, pretty smile. He does have mm-hmm. a beautiful smile. Mm-hmm.
1: We'll be back with Sam.
0: Sam Griffin. Oh, finally. You're here. It feels good.
4: It does, doesn't it? It feels like it's meant to be. Absolutely. You're in the middle as well. It's almost like I've been here before.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to introduce you by your Tinder profile. Oh, Oh,
4: yes.
1: (laughs) So the history is Texas-born, Midwest-raised, New Yorker at heart, and Charleston from New York. About you, you're creative. You're the middle child, you're a Capricorn, and you laugh at your own jokes. That's true. <laughs> it's really endearing. And oh. <laughs> to some.
4: <laughs> to some.
1: <laughs> your interest is magazines, yeah. basketball, which I'm really surprised about. Oh, yeah, big fan. Um, running. <gasps> No. I mean Some days Let's be real yeah. about the Walking, <laughs> fast.
4: <laughs> Walking
2: fast Walking <laughs> <laughs> fast Well mall that's walkers. like my yes.
4: run yeah. Yeah. You're about eight That was more tall. of a SEO kind of thing So yeah. that, you oh. know <laughs> <laughs> On the Tinder profile To attract <laughs> runners
1: Bourbon And mac and cheese yeah. I do love that's a good mac and cheese yeah. <laughs> By I the number like, 62210 And your Uber this is, this is an interesting part Of your Tinder profile yeah. It says your Uber rating Is 4.8 out of 5 It holding. is Who did you piss off
4: Yeah You know You slam a car door To you know, I lived in New York for a long time, and that's when Uber started. I was in New York, and uh, you sometimes you just get bad drivers. And I think it is our job to let them know when they are not being safe. Yes. And some people don't appreciate the honest feedback. Yeah. yeah. So I found myself in a situation where I was no longer at the top of the Uber rating, That's okay. I remember the first time. I, I remember when
0: I lost my two points. Ugh. Yeah, I slammed the car door slightly too hard, and well, I he like, does that every time we get out of the Jeep. That? That's not true. are
3: you like mad or something? No,
0: it's just in a rush, and oh. I
4: it did it and accidentally. Interesting.
3: Don't do that again.
4: Yeah, yeah I'm not. I yeah. I really so I think everybody should. Uh, Ask their Uber drivers and Lyft drivers what their rating is because I think it's a nice check-in to see how you treat people.
1: Oh, I, I, ju- oh, I just I just nice. checked mine. Mine's four point seven six. Oh, oh
4: shit! Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, Your rating's that's better right. than that's mine. Right. <laughs> I got to check good. my Uber. Yeah,
0: yeah. I got to. Ch- I'm gonna check my Uber <laughs> one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Sam, <laughs> <laughs> <That's good.
3: laughs> so can we go back to the mac yeah. and cheese on the Tinder yes, ma'am. profile? Yes, ma'am. Because food's my favorite. Okay. Okay. Tell me. What is your favorite mac and cheese? Like, do you make it homemade? Oh yes, or, homemade. Okay. Yes, like, homemade. Oh, well, so what's your secret?
4: Well, so it's not like gourmet mac and cheese. Okay. Uh, it is. Um, <laughs> uh, um, Why are you so <laughs> serious? Uh, right uh, now? Uh, because it's about food and it's important. <laughs> it is a fine yellow cheese known as Velveta. Oh, Velveta. No, no. yes, yeah, it's no. not gross it's versus cheddar. It's almost gross. like Nakis. And then, and yeah. then. I, and then I add a Mexican blend um, and a little red pepper flakes to oh. spice it up a little bit. Wow.
3: really?
4: It's true. I yes. know. I, a, a lot of hearts <sighs> were broken in this podcast already. Uh, but a lot of Midwestern moms just got Midwest- really happy for the support. Right, that's what I was do you use say. the
1: condensed milk? People, oh, no. Oh, people sometimes use the I condensed do. milk and, and their macaron and make it really I do a creamy. Roux. Oh, a roux. Yes, I don't know what a roux is. is roux.
4: <laughs> besides the Winnie the Pooh character, yeah, no, or yeah. Rue yeah. McClanahan. Um, yeah, it's when you put the milk and everything, and you kind of let it simmer for a while so that it thickens. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's almost I'm like incredibly, a milk incredibly turned yeah. on right now. It's like, yeah, it's really. <laughs> right. It's, cool. it's gr- velveta gravy. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Mm, Sam, say re- it one more time.
1: Sam, I'm really fascinated by what you do. Oh, okay. So, like the whole magazine world, which is, <laughs> you know, if I if there's a subject that I can talk about. Day and night, it, it's marketing and branding and advertising, content development. I'm obsessed with Spoiler it. alert. Mm-hmm. I know. Right. So in New York, you worked Harper's Bazaar and Bon Appetit, House and Garden. Yeah. What um what made you choose Charleston? What made you depart the Big Apple for uh,
4: the South? Uh, it was really easy. I'd started, uh, I'd worked in New York for various magazines for 12 years. And one of my friends and colleagues moved down here to work for Garden and Gun magazine, mm-hmm. which is based here, um, produced um, and published here. And so uh, she had come down and asked me to help with a few projects. And so I flew down to Charleston and it was just so easy and beautiful. And I was like, well, that's a nice Trip, and mm-hmm. so then a few months later, she's like, "You should come back," and you know, I was like, I'm, I'm, "I'll come back." And yeah. so then, slowly but surely, I started to do a few more projects, and then um, two more of my very good friends that we all worked together moved down here to work for Garden and Gun. Oh, cool! Um, and so the next thing I knew, I was spending more time here, and I already had a family of you know friends and colleagues um, right. that you know, I went the first time I came here, I just really felt like this was the place I needed to be. And I didn't, you know, being near the ocean. I grew up in the Midwest, so there was no water or anything. Yeah, but yeah, all of a sudden yeah. I got here and I was on the beach. I was like, oh, Oh, you know, it's like when I went to New York for the first time, I was like, yes, you're energized and you feel wonderful and it's great. And then when I came here, I was like, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be.
2: Right. Um, right. Because
4: I never knew where part two was going to. I knew it wasn't going to be New York forever. Yeah. Same Um, for us. Yeah. But I just didn't know where part two was in like Chicago and L.A. and all that. They're great cities. But in San Francisco, I, I looked at all of them. And I just felt that they were like a lesser version of New York. Just mm-hmm. a little, like I was just getting a little bit less culture or something. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so all of a sudden I realized I wanted something completely different. And um, But I wanted to stay on the East Coast because being close to New York and all my friends and things was still important. That's awesome. And then I was able to work for a award-winning a magazine that was absolutely incredible. And beautiful. An incredible and beautiful. And the team was great. And we had a, so many different um, brand extensions that were um, interesting to me, so I so got to continue my career other someplace other than yours. So,
1: give me a nutshell, sort of what what do you, what did you do? Like, what what is your
4: function with the magazine? Well, I'm uh, I'm classically trained in uh, <laughs> <laughs> classically trained in, in graphic design and advertising. Right. Uh, so. Um, for those people who don't know, every magazine has two sides. There's an editorial side who creates the content and the photography yep. and the, the language, and then there's a marketing side and publishing side which does um, the the advertising, the marketing, the events, uh, commerce, all different things that you know go into selling the magazine and, and you know f- making a more holistic brand experience for the readers. And so that's the part that I kind of gotten involved with very early on, um, and which I loved uh, because I, you know, we were at the forefront of digital and commerce and video and social media and all that kind of stuff. So um, it was a really great place to be. And so I, over time, became less of a designer and more of a creative services role, yeah. which taps into all the different areas and, and making sure that the brand is presented on every channel um, in the most... Uh, I hate this word, but like authentic and you know truthful mm-hmm. way that yep. you know um, is consistent uh, with what the magazine presents in you know print.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's I will say on our first scouting trip here when we <gasps> met you, you were like our our literally very first we met at Faculty Lounge here in Charleston, which is this little dive bar, and uh, it was it was really great for us to find another New York. We had a lot of things in common that you had just been on the journey from moving from New York to here because it was always about us too. We were like. Where, what is after New York? And we had 15 years there. What was next? And I fell in love with it here. It's such a, and there's characters here, like real characters. Oh yeah.
4: There's definitely culture and characters. And I remember the night that we met because, um, I thought you were brothers and, um, (laughs) and I was so excited. I was like, how cool is this? Like two gay brothers moving down here to open a gym. I was like, I love my brother, but not that much. That is amazing. Um, so I was like that. Yeah, I was that so happens a know, lot. Yeah, I was so excited, <laughs> and I think <laughs> it was lot. Joey who was like, "No, no, they're boyfriends." I was like, "Boyfriends and brothers? That's very strange." <laughs> <laughs> I think it's your eyes. It's the
3: blue eyes. I think that <laughs> yeah. that's, that's people yeah. look at it and they're like, "Oh." No,
1: they there's want to a
0: BuzzFeed article.
1: There's a very unfortunate BuzzFeed article where we
0: are the top. Literally,
1: if you go on Google and you search "boyfriend twins." We're the first photo that nah. pops
2: up.
0: Like, do it right now. Everybody that's find listening it. to this so podcast, find it. Find it.
1: BuzzFeed, so Boyfriend they, Twins. BuzzFeed a few years ago did a story about... Did you find it? Yes, you found it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Lindsay, our producer, found it. It's like, literally, oh, it's the first
4: photo. That's weird. No, that's weird. <laughs> that's hilarious.
3: So I'm not wrong. They stole
4: it. Yeah, not so wrong <laughs> at all. BuzzFeed
1: yep. did a story about... You know gay guys that date people that look like themselves, and they just went on people's social medias and found photos and stole it. And all yeah. of a sudden, one morning we started getting text messages: yeah. "You're on Buzzfeed, you're on Buzzfeed." And so this article like resurfaces about every year. So yes, oh. we can't get away from the yeah, Buzzfeed. I boyfriend okay, twins. I spelled I
3: spelled boyfriend wrong, but it still came <laughs> up. And, and you are literally first,
4: look at Buffering. that. Yes.
3: Oh, look how cute that, you guys.
4: You know, that's, are. The, that, oh, that's the pain so, of evergreen yeah. content. It'll always come but no, it's good. <laughs> um, yeah, I think there, that was about the time when they there's t- twins, I think in they're in New Jersey, that started dating each other oh. and didn't know they were tw- twins. They were both adopted oh. and found out that because their friends were like, I think you should check this out. <laughs> oh, like, you look God. a little too much alike. They're like, no. And I was <laughs> like, that is... to." to Wow, that's that narcissistic. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> wow, that is like that takes that up to. Yeah, a I'm ab- not so yeah. bad after all. Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> I'm like Trinity. You look really good though. So, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you do. And yeah, when was no, that picture do.
3: taken? That, how, that
0: was, was at that our was that, that was our, our, our wedding. wedding. Oh, so, that was
3: at your actual wedding. Yeah, yeah we were uh, okay.
4: the party afterwards. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. No, they brought a whole new meaning to just family. Yeah, for real. Yes. Oh my gosh. So Sam, you know, you went for Gardening
1: Gun, and now now you started this. New venture that, that you are on with oh, yeah. Griffin and Company. Yeah. Your own, owning it, making it your own. One day at a time, people. So what's the dream? I always talk about, you know, setting those long-term dreams of, like, what am
4: I going to do in five years, ten years from now? So, like, what, where are you headed? What's next? Uh, it's so funny, because we actually had drinks about mm-hmm. this, Mary Beth and I. And um, it's a really good question, because uh, this when I left and Gun in January of this year, um, I decided I wanted to go out on my own and mm-hmm. kind of, you know, break away from magazines. And having worked for 15 years in it, there was definitely a mourning period that I wasn't prepared for. Yep. Because I started in like working for a high school newspaper as a creative director. And then i worked for the college magazine as a creative director. And then I went into magazines. And so it, it's everything I knew and wanted to do with my life. And I, and I thought I was going to um, retire as a magazine you know, creative director. Right. Um, and that's not to say that people aren't still going to be able to do that. Just the number of magazines around are fewer. The, the role in which I had at magazines has changed a lot. Um, and I'm no, was no longer getting to do the things that I necessarily wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I felt like it was time to say goodbye and, um, it was really hard this summer because I really was sad because it's what I love doing. And so it's kind of like a, a serious breakup and knowing that I've worked 15 years, but I have, you know, maybe 30 depending mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. our life and what happens, sure. you know, we, like we, we could all be working until we're 75. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, best case scenario, you have another 20 and to the idea of that, of doing this all over is it's a tough. Hurdle to you know, it's a tough challenge. Right, and so to find something that I'm equally as passionate about is where I'm at now. And um, and I, what I'm doing is experimenting with different clients and different projects and different mediums and channels. And I'm, it, it, you know, it's kind of like dating, right? That, yeah. My Tinder profile is now mm-hmm. my Griffin and- <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Griffin and Co.
2: It's now uh, your elevator pitch. Exactly.
4: Yeah. And so um, it's it's been a really great, what are we at, August? So it's been a really great um, eight months. And to be very frank, I haven't found it yet. Right. Um, but there's so many things that I've already learned um, that I'm excited about. Uh, from restaurants and hospitality to working with uh, Glad on their media yeah. awards, which congratulations was, th- on that! Thank you. It, yep. That was a really big first project, and to work with a you know company and foundation that's so active in making the world better. Um, I always said magazines are entertaining and educational and inspirational, but I never felt like I was making a real difference in the world. Um, <clears throat> uh, but I don't know if you know. You get to see that every day. you guys yeah. get to see that every day. Yeah. But on, a, on yeah. the creative side, um, sometimes you're removed from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I were to you know, make a five-year goal, um, which I have, is that what I'm doing is making more of a difference on an individual basis. Oh, that really <laughs> got everybody to jump in. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. what, I'm, <laughs> what I'm
1: really fascinated about <laughs> is sort of the, la- the marketing landscape in the world right now and mm-hmm. it and it's and especially in recent years with social media and, and, and the way that we consume information is changing that that you have to be agile and, and ready to change and, and be flexible with how the industry is moving. And I would really you know I, I look at your, your your client list over the years and it's like GLAD and Volvo and Kraft Foods and Food Network Magazine and Maker's Mark, I mean these these massive companies that are so good at branding. Yeah. And what across those companies and those sort of brands do you see that the greats do? What, what really makes them stand out from, from the rest of the pack?
4: I think that a great brand cares about its audience, mm-hmm. whether that is a reader or a consumer or a viewer um, and pays attention to their need. Um, it's the selfless interaction where they you know whether it's bourbon or food or an experience they're trying to create the best product or the best thing for their audience and they continue to listen to the needs of the audience and how they change right and then they're honest about what they can do well and and continue to evolve through that so where you see a lot of um, brands start to have problems is where they try to be too much to too many people on too many different channels, and they just don't own what they are and what they do well. Um, it's great to experiment, and it's it's you have to, because you might find you're just as good at something else as you are, you know, in this platform or that, um, but if you forget who you are in that process, that's where the problem, r- problems really start to kind of escalate. Mm-hmm.
3: So is your company focused on these bigger other companies, like... Um, the magazines or craft and all that? Or do you also work with smaller entrepreneurs to help them build their brand?
4: Right, so I try, uh, I'm trying a 50-50 approach. So where, you know, big companies and big brands need just as much coaching and help because sometimes when you get that big, you forget the little details that make you great. Um, And so I almost come in as a... Coach to get them back to their roots and get them back to what it was like. Let's go back to remember when you were small and maybe you were doing this out of your house or, do, you know, what made you... That's work. interesting
3: that you say that because, like, for me personally, um, I'm trying to build my brand, and the one thing that I always keep in my mind is I never want to forget why I started, yep. where I came from, and lose that authenticity of yep. me.
4: Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like you you always look at, you know, like um, when it comes to design, established in... Sometimes I recommend, no matter what, that everybody has a logo for their company that says established in something that they keep on their desk because Mm -hmm. it's a good reminder of where it all started, right? Um, Whether that's 2009 or you know, 1843. Um, <laughs> it's good to go to go back to those things. And then for the 50% that's the the smaller clients like you do, we try and help them think bigger, right? right. With the experience that I've had working for a big company and working with big companies to say, here's all of the things that are possible and here might be a, a creative path in, in which you can grow successfully um, to something that can reach more people.
0: You know, I think it's interesting too. Um, you and I, are very close. Yes. I find, I find <laughs> us to be very close. We are. I agree. Uh, yeah. We, we connect, I think very deeply. And I think, um, I went just going back to your talk about, um, how your life is evolving. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting because I feel like I'm doing the same damn thing, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I went from being in theater for so long mm-hmm. and being in shows and being going through the audition process and going through that whole mindset to then completely not doing a one eighty but because I brought a lot of that stuff, but really truly like redefining who I am as a person uh and i I just want to dive a little bit more into that to see sort of. Um, because I, uh, the older I get, the more that things become more important to me. Yeah. Like the grind and the, like the pound in the pavement is uh, essential for success. But at the same time, walking on the beach and reading your book mm-hmm. and being with your loved ones is equally as important to yeah. me because I think like, what's it all for? And I just, I want to get your input on
4: that because I think this is a platform that that's really essential to me. Well, I think, yeah, yeah, I think that some of the challenge is ego because when you are successful and have the opportunity to work for great companies Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um, continue to excel in those companies and get promoted and those things, all of a sudden I'm Sam Griffin from creative director Bon Appetit or I'm Sam Griffin, you know. Uh, yeah. vice president gardening and gun and all that's the, your you know, title the, right. Right. Yeah. all of a sudden like when you're at a party <coughs> and you're you know oh who are you that and, and but that happens a lot more in new york um mm-hmm. and you know in different regions it's, it's different questions mm-hmm. um i find in the south a lot of people ask about your family like who's your family mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. a little bit and so uh but like who you, where, what you do for work defines you. And if you just work for yourself for some reason, that is a question mark in people's minds. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Like oh, oh, maybe like maybe they didn't make it. Maybe they didn't. They weren't able to fit into corporate America. Um, and then some people think, oh wow, that must be nice, right? And it's like there's a little bit of jealousy, jealousy or something, yeah. like like contempt for like <laughs> this life and um, so. Uh, I've had to let go of the ego and just be like, yeah, I'm Sam Griffin of Griffin and Company and like some days I'm the intern and some days I'm the president. It yeah. really depends. <laughs> oh my God. I feel the same <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I, I get my own coffee and then I write my own emails, yeah. and, you know, so, uh, right. which is... Uh, Contacting just, people to come into the gym I, and
0: then mopping the floor. Which yeah. I will say,
4: I've, I've yeah. had the benefit of working with some of the, you know, I would say the best teams and creative teams in, in the country and in the world and um, I've been able to lean on all those people a lot, especially on the days that i wasn't feeling my best or my most creative. Um, and you don't get that opportunity when you do it for yourself. And um, that's why having friends to lean on and, you know, collaborators and people that you can go have a drink with or just sit down and be like, oh, help me out of this funk. Mm-hmm. is so important when you're um, a business owner and something that I miss. I, I do miss terribly from my time in corporate America. Right. The big team. yeah, Yeah. yeah. The big support.
2: Well, and we talk. we've talked about this before and and I talk about it often with my clients who are in the small business entrepreneur spaces. Don't, don't get isolated on your island Mm. because that is something that you take it, you take for granted working in more of a corporate environment or working with a team is that you're part of a pack. You know, you, you've got people that you can bounce things off of or check in, you know, about things with and, and ultimately like it, it just all doesn't land on your shoulders. So I think it's, so easy to fall into that. I'm alone on my Island feeling or state Mm -hmm. when you do go out on your own. And, and to me, that was the, I I expected the pressure. I expected, I expected a lot of things. I did not expect that. yeah Yeah. And I
4: think that, you know, to really back to working out, believe it or not (laughs) is I am a huge, um, uh, Group. I love the classes when there's other people there. And I think that's fun because you can get lost if you want to get lost yep. and you can be pushed if you want to get pushed. Um, but I've been working with Alan on a one on one basis and I have found so much more growth when it's just me and I'm the only person in the room, and I like I can't, he, and his attention is only on me. And so, like if I, I drop something, up. he's like, uh, uh-uh, back, back up. Um, and so that's also created like this love hate where he loves me and I hate him <laughs> situation. Yeah, I know it well. Yes. Yeah. So it's uh, it's, it's okay. I'm fine difficult. with it. I'm fine with it. <laughs> but. Um, it you know it goes back to like I feel having a healthy mix of that and that's why as an entrepreneur to pick your clients um, it's it's just like dating it goes back to Tinder and I want to be very frank that my Tinder profile is no longer active <laughs> <laughs> just Kevin, 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 Kevin yes. McCarthy <laughs> yes. I, I do not have an active Tinder <laughs> yes. profile yes. Um, he, is, he is off the market yeah
2: chance. off the market Sorry. off the
4: market um, so <laughs> I think that. Um, I've really, you know, it is like dating when you're, when you're choosing your clients and you have to choose them, um, based on what you need at the time, because sometimes you need a client that, uh, is going to challenge you as much as you're going to challenge them and create an atmosphere that you want to be in and look at. And, um, that's why I found in, you know, in corporate America, I, I, I got sucked into things that I didn't necessarily want to be in.
2: So can I ask you a little bit, cause I, I love the way you phrase that, that as far as clients that you find that you're drawn to and you're excited to work with mm-hmm. that it's often because they're they're bringing something to the table that a part of you needs or there's a there's a challenge they're presenting that you're energized by and you're excited to tackle um, So I get this question a lot about you know what who are the clients that you work with and it's easy to, to give you know kind of the one-liner of you know they, they have X number of employees or they've been in business for this amount of time or they're entrepreneurs or, or whatever that is. But behind that, there's really a quality. There's a quality I look for or a personality I look for, and it's, it's I, I can't really put words to it, but you know it when you see it. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, who you're attracted to right now. Like what mm-hmm. are those qualities and characteristics that are getting you excited? Yeah, I
4: mean, <laughs> who am I attracted to? Yeah, who are you to? attracted yeah. to? Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause
2: when I look at, you know, your, your client list right now, it's you've got place. a lot. I mean, it's, it's all exciting. It's all over the, pla- it's yeah. all over the it's place. It's all over the place. Yeah. yeah.
4: I am. Um, I think oftentimes because what I'm doing a lot of is uh, consulting uh, for a specific project, um, that they're uh, that they either have problems or challenges with or are, are launching I try to make sure that there is passion um, and you can feel that right like mm-hmm. you know when somebody is really passionate it's about probable. it you know it's, it's like you're like yeah. mm, I like I, I strongly believe like we have the five senses right that we all know you know um, smell, sight, all that. But there is like a strong sixth one. And that's that feeling of the the energy you get when you're with a certain Mm -hmm. person Mm -hmm. and you walk into room and you're like, I don't know why I know you, but I know you, or you're just on that wave together. Um, I try and listen to that just as much as everything else. And, um, I think I'm very lucky that a lot of it is a lot of my work is based on referrals. Mm-hmm. And I listen to the people that refer my clients yep. to me yep. and their experience Likewise. with them. um and i if i if it is not a referral and somebody who has come to me directly, I do my research on that uh, person. And so Wise. I think its it's somebody who is not um, who's confident without being overly uh, headstrong like you know, like who's not open to new ideas and rethinking right. things. You have to be willing to learn and listen. It's yeah. huge. Mm-hmm. um and so. It's, it, I've. we've all messed up on picking clients. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> twice. And, yeah. 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 Just like we've all messed up on dating um, or marrying, whatever. So, 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 but you've got to do but, those, right? You've right. got to go but through those. But those
3: clients that you take on that you maybe um, down the road say, maybe this wasn't that perfect fit and you're already kind of halfway into the project or whatnot. I mean, what does it look like for you to, do you finish the project and like how do you, how do you manage those types of clients?
4: Yeah, I mean, we... I, I grew up uh, my parents never let us quit anything like believe it or not I played football for one season oh. and I absolutely hated it um, and, and I what was position? center oh. I was a big boy oh yeah big boy you're my center exactly I had the quarterback's hands right in my oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah there it is there's the explicit there it is <laughs>
1: <laughs> click oh, the explicit
4: anyway. box anyway, yeah. so you'd think I would be really into it turns out I wasn't and um I just sat I, I would tell my coach, don't put me in, like, do not, like, I would just sit on the sidelines and finally my mother came up during a game that I wasn't playing. And she's like, why aren't you out there? Da, 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 da. I was like, Oh, I told him I wasn't interested. Like, I'm like <laughs> to "Play somebody else. And she's like, wait, what? Wait, yeah. I was like, well, you told me I couldn't quit. So I, I'm not quitting. I'm just not playing. And she was like, wow. <laughs> you know, that was like the, the parenting. That moment was a good strategy her. On Right. Part. Um, so I don't quit. Um, and I, there's always a way to figure out a way to work together, um, and I think you have to address that with your client. And whether that's you know some people have a really hard time with email communication, and so you say, why don't we just take this you know and have start having phone mm-hmm. conversations because I think those go better. Right. Or the right. process in which I'm delivering the creative, they're they're not able to um, accept that with an open mind, right? And so so I have to adjust my process, which in some ways has helped me a lot in kind of like reading other clients and trying to see what the best way to present my work and, and help them through something. So you learn from every person you
2: date. Absolutely. And
1: And, you know, know, I, I think of it like this way when you're, when, when you're talking about, a small business and 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 marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, marketing is really two separate things. It's really advertising and branding. And this might be for Mary Beth too, is that you you see so many small businesses that are growing but they're putting so much Resources into advertising, yeah. mm-hmm. and not about branding, not about yeah. the feel of their product or the experience that they're offering. And and what I've learned is the companies that are putting more into branding, like like we've done, it pays off in dividends. And so, how how does someone that that's creating a new company, how do they start to lay that those grassroots branding feel things um, for potential consumers?
4: Well, I I was lucky when I was um, young professional, I had a boss who made us do a kind of this like, if we were a car, what would we be? If we were a flower, what would we be? Mm-hmm. If we, and like this n- massive l- list, which at the time was so overwhelming and like, are we really going to do this? What kind of um, car are you? I mean, I'm a Volvo, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a Tesla, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's I hilarious. You. I love you so much. By the way, my Volvo drives itself just as well as your Tesla. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So uh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, I think that you have to you know, associate yourself in a lot, of, think of yourself in a lot of different ways than just who you are and what you're mm-hmm. producing. And those um, associations can kind of help frame the kind of uh, brand that you want to be. Uh, and I think people get in a hurry. Uh, unfortunately and are mm-hmm. strapped with a deadline or feel like they their website has to be up by a certain point and they don't do the work um, that they need to which should be a strong six-month process where you are really going back um, and getting married to this brand you know yeah. you want to go to war it's like I always associated with having a child which I don't have but I've I, plenty of friends you know everybody says like that first six months you're like at war right Mm -hmm. like you're just Mm -hmm. like trying to keep that thing alive and doing everything you can and it's Mm -hmm. sleepless nights and um when you're creating a brand and doing it you should be doing the exact same thing like spending time to nurture it and just make sure that this thing is you know living breathing and you know shaping
1: and what we've learned what we've learned is with with rhapsody is is giving ourselves permission to dream big yeah and and sort of have that ten year sort of guiding light thing that in every decision that we make with our business we go back to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, like our ten year we, ago, we we want to be the best in the world. As, as in in, a, in the fitness sphere, mm-hmm. and so we just continually come back to that, and every decision we make with the brand comes back to that. So I think those guiding lights are like so important to have. Well,
4: and, then, and then you'll it, spend the next yeah. ten years quantifying and qualifying. What, what, does, that what, what does that mean? Yeah, what exactly. That mean? You don't have to know what that means today. Absolutely. But you want to start using the time before that you get to that guiding light to say that this is the financial. This is like the consumer experience. All the best means this. Yeah. And that what you use as the process
2: well and i think you need you need both right you need the the guiding light that is the big dream and the grand Mm -hmm. vision but and and sam you also spoke to this you also need the your identity which is the the simple truths yeah
0: Yeah. i'm like like, keep it simple stupid like yeah yeah like that's that's the biggest thing for us is that when we get out into these, the spheres of like, yeah, 10 years, yes. Then I'm like, okay, let's bring it back down to this moment
2: right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because as, as you grow and evolve your business, if the foundation under you isn't strong, everything that you add shifts Mm -hmm. and it feels a lot less stable. Whereas if you have that strong sense of identity, which by the way, does take some work. Oh, yeah. That absolutely. takes some time, that takes some soul searching. And it is. It's, you know, and and, and I say this, I've been there, um, and I'm <laughs> I make my clients crazy about this because often when they they come into the fold, they have tactics that are top of mind and they they need them yesterday. Mm-hmm. So they're thinking about their website or they're thinking how they want to show up on social media. And one of the first things I'll do is say, you need to pump the brakes, because you need to decide who you are, what you're about, what's your your story, your promise, like these really deep-seated truths that take some time to bake, right? Mm-hmm. But without that, your tactics, you may get them up and you may get them out, but they they aren't they aren't authentic to you, to go back to that A word. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, it, it all starts to feel again like this house of cards as you right. build it up. And the more you build it up, the more unstable it becomes. Well, I, I look at it a sure. bit
1: like a tree, right? You want to stay on the trunk as long as possible. Yes. Yeah. What happens with the brand is you get out on a limb, and eventually if you get too far on that limb, that limb's going to break. Mm-hmm. And then to get back to the trunk, sometimes you have to come back down the limb a bit yeah. to rebuild that center and that core to, yeah. to be able to continue growing high. And so I think that's that's what we've learned is just like stay to the center,
4: stay on stay that trunk, that and growing yeah. that foundation. It's just faith, trust, and a little bit of pixie dust. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's oh. my Disney plug for the oh, day. Thank you. So I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I liked it. You have a minor in psychology. Oh yes, yes. That, I was going to be I, really I was going to be an art therapist. Um, really? Yeah. I really I went to I started at the University of Iowa with. Uh, focus on fine art and psychology uh, because I really wanted to be an art therapist, which was, you know, this is 1998 to age myself. And um, (laughs) it was, you know, cool and new. And uh, I really enjoyed the psychology Classes that I was taking and um, the art, not so much. Funny enough, yeah, yeah, (laughs) the fine art was a little too wishy-washy, and I was like, "Oh, I feel this about my, you know, painting and my drawing." And I was like, "You didn't, you just did that last night." (laughs) Like, like, way too many people were coming in with like these long, you know, diatribes about their work, and I was like, "Yeah, I saw you out, like, yeah, yeah." Um, But uh, yeah, I was really, really interested in it, and then um, personally. I made the decision that that probably wasn't the right career uh, because I was uh, I love working with children, and i I realized that I would have to work with very sad children every day right um and I didn't think me personally would be able to be in a situation in which it was always surrounded by really hardship mm. and I, I I didn't know if I was the the right person to. Pull these children out of whatever you know demons that they were dealing with mm. and i didn 't think that that was my strength, but it was something that i 've really i I have a lot of you know friends in nursing and, yeah. and various things, and I have a lot of Respect for that position because it's something that I w- I just don't think I was. Meant to
1: well, do. and I bet you used a lot of those skills in marketing.
4: Oh, tons! It was the best minor I could have ever I taken. Mean, I mean, yeah, when, uh, when, when I saw that,
1: I was like, "Of course, this makes complete sense." Yeah.
4: Oh yeah, and I get, I can get real crazy on like. I mean, I would argue Mary versus, Beth for yeah. us is,
1: is much more of a psychologist. She's you know. <laughs> A uh, branding and marketing oh. help. Well, therapy, I right? I
2: too have a minor in psychology. Oh, girl. See,
4: oh, yeah. there,
1: there's let's talk dirty oh.
4: to me. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's abnormal yeah. psych. Yeah, get on my couch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lay down. yeah, lay down. We'll talk but about. But there's you. there's so much truth to that. Yes. So much of what we do. I mean, you joke. It's a little bit of armchair therapy. But you really do have to understand the psyche of people and how yep. they work and what motivates them and also what's going to motivate your client and and why you know what makes them tick. And so I, I, it's and subjective and
4: objective behavior it's like yeah. when feelings get involved because a lot of what we do is just how we feel. You know, Mm -hmm. when we talk about color palettes and all those kind of things, I was like, listen, everybody has, it's like naming a child. You would never like open up the world to naming your child, right? Right. Because Mm it'd be like, oh, I knew a Billy and I hated that. (laughs) You (laughs) know, guess what? You can do the same thing with color. Like, I don't like red because of my, you know, my childhood room was red. And so you just, uh, it's very subjective and you have to work through people work with people um, on just listening to their gut a little bit.
2: But what I think is, and you and I geeked out yeah. about this. Um, for we had, a we couple glasses, have, glasses of wine or two, yeah, uh-huh. um,
4: <laughs> and a snack, and, and so yeah. we could yeah, have yeah, more. It was wine. a really yeah. good
2: snack. But um, one of the things that that you talk about in in your content curation is that it's story driven, mm-hmm. uh, and that's like speaking straight to my heart. And I yeah. think so much of that is because stories elicit feelings; they elicit connection. Yeah. And so, talk to me a little bit about how you you take a client through that process of, like, owning their story and developing their story? Because I know that that n- not only working with with children and art is, is part of your passion, but also mm-hmm. helping people tell their stories.
4: Well, I used to... Um, my favorite thing to do is go to, like, Barnes & Noble and go to the kids' book section because uh, I think you can learn so much about really concise, smart storytelling from children's books mm-hmm. because they break it down to, like feeling and this is what it is and this is how you feel and you know it's just it's just so smart and Mm -hmm. colorful and enjoyable and funny um but they do it within like 16 pages and less than 100 words Mm -hmm. and i think in a time where we have to do things so much quicker you know there's that stuff like people decide within five seconds whether they're going to watch a video or listen to a podcast or all that. Like right. our attention spans are, are smaller, you know, being able to break it down into.
2: Yeah, we're pretty much goldfish. Oh, God, <laughs> it's
4: crazy. And so I've I've experienced a little bit that what I kind of do with my clients is work, go through a workshop of almost like if they're they were a children's book. Like, yeah. what's the most important value that mm-hmm. you want to explain and what's the fastest way to that you can articulate that, whether it's imagery or color or, you know, the words. And um, it's a it's a good exercise because, one, everybody has this innate, like, playfulness because we were all kids once. And so they experience that, you know, it becomes a little bit more joyful than a little bit too much, like, work. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: And so um, I, I will say I, that when we're working out together <laughs> and we're training, that's what it feels like. Oh,
4: really? Yeah. Aww. it doesn't feel like work it doesn't feel like that to me but
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that's your experience
4: <laughs> I, I
1: know that you love burpees
4: Oh God well you know what I hate most and what finally we've stopped doing it is the box jump which I just think oh. I mean oh, my, 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 my husband's yeah. knees will never or shins will never be the same I'm
3: scared of that box but yeah
4: why would you, well, you do know, it? let me
3: tell you why I'm scared of that box that when I walked into Rhapsody, That was like the first workout was the box jump. And I was like, oh, this is gonna be so much fun. I'm gonna do this. I jumped on it, I did it. And every time I would look at the workout, I'm like, oh, is it box jumps today? And then I fell.
4: Yeah, yeah. Then you yeah. fell. And then I and can't you get back remi- up no, all you like ever can't. again. You never forget that first fall. I remember fall. that. I remember that. Yeah. It was six
0: a.m. and you were still asleep.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I <laughs> was like,
4: "Jen,
0: you okay?" And she's like, "I just woke up. Okay." Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. it's like the shattering of childhood innocence when you miss your first, uh, uh, first yeah. jump. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I just
4: think I have like an inner ear because when I start to jump and do that, I completely lose all sense of balance. And I'm a very balanced person, both psychologically and physically, (laughs) I would think. Um, And I just, all of a sudden, I'm like wobbly and weird on it.
3: I'm not even like that. Uh, I'm literally like, I can jump, I can jump, I can jump. And then as soon as I try to get my body to jump, it do just it. it won't move.
4: My first Rhapsody experience was the rope climb, which I said was Ooh. absolute childhood torture because we all remember that moment. But, and, didn't, and like, but when
3: you were a child and you did rope climbs? Didn't they have the knots in them that you could use your feet to climb up? Uh, mine, you know what? Mine it's, did. It's,
4: it's such a blurry memory. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's such a painful one that we really don't need to go into okay. it here. Okay. Um, okay. All we all we have to know is I just sat at the bottom and yeah. um, didn't yeah. climb. But I think you know that's the whole thing about. Uh, you know, when you're a child, they don't teach you how to do things. They just throw you up to do it. They're like, for no, sure. do, you know. Yeah. Um, and so uh, you walked, Alan walked in and um, did his uh, te- strip tease <laughs> dance around the, you <laughs> know, <laughs> the can, the can, the can, the can, 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 And <laughs> as soon as he did that and pointed his toe, I was like, oh, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, now <laughs> we're talking, break it down for me. <laughs> Arm up. And like, yeah. just kind of it's yeah. all choreography. It's to all to choreography. It's not
0: fitness, it's literally a dance class. Then this 200
4: yeah. plus pound guy was up in the air. Oh yeah. And then I got up there, I was like, Oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> that 200 pound guy came, you know, flying back down quickly. <laughs> um, so no, I think those are the little, uh, it's, it's fun to have those kind of successes, you know? And,
1: and Sam, we, we ask everyone this on the podcast and it's if they only knew, mm. what do you wish people knew about you?
4: <laughs> oh man!
1: Yeah, it's a tough one. It is
4: a tough one. I think that um, my outward personality, my public personality, is very um, fun and loud, and um, I get a lot of energy from the people I'm around, and that just like you know, it's kind of like my Rev- yeah, you up. yeah, yeah. Just and so I get more excited, and I'll be the loudest person in the room, um, and so and I enjoy that time and the spotlight and all that kind of stuff and I admit it um, but I think what people don't know is I have a much quieter softer um, side uh, that my real friends uh, not real friends but you know my close friends friends. my close friends um, know very much uh, about me so um, that's very special where can people find you and find Griffin and company well you know that's an interesting question because I've decided I don't know if I'm going to do a website Ah, Good for you I know Because I I know Because I find That when I'm doing it With clients They get old And dated very quickly And they don't spend the time Updating them And it becomes this thing That they do When they launch a company And then they don't Work hard on keeping it Relevant And interesting Um and because I'm in the creative visual field, I have found that Instagram is my platform. I hear so you. So I've created an Instacor, uh, Instagram account um, at Sam Griffin and Co. And I show my work through that. And it's been a really fun experience to use that platform and kind of be out there in that way and show projects. And so, um, you know, one day I am gonna have a website, but yeah. not today. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. That's cool. yeah. Yeah. So it's just a different way to do it because I, I know I can't, I don't have time to do it all. Yeah, and so it's kind of like what we were talking about at the beginning. Keep I chose my, I kept it. Well. I, I chose my channel, and I'm trying to try and do it as well as I can. That's well,
1: great. it's an honor to know oh, you. It's, it's an honor to have you as a friend here in Charleston.
4: Absolutely, yes.
1: and we wish you the best. Thank you. We Thanks love for you being on much. the show. Love
4: you. Love you very much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Can't wait
1: for our next session together. Yeah, I can.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love that man. <laughs> I really do. I really do. I I feel um, so blessed to have made a friendship with him here in Charleston, and just to be going through the journey of life together with him. Absolutely, Absolutely. definitely That's someone great. to
1: watch. Big things ahead for sure. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. And hey, everybody out there, it's Charleston Pride. Enjoy the festival. Enjoy the it's parade. Gonna it's going to be a blast. Have fun, and we'll see you in two weeks.
0: Bye, Bye guys.
2: Bye.